All right, let's sink it. You say banana. Darby mm-hmm. will say D-pack. I will say mm-hmm. penny. Then you mm-hmm. say shoes. Then mm-hmm. D-pack will say ack. And I will say mm-hmm. tail. And then mm. we will clap. Okay. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Are we ready? Mm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I remember all the things we are going to say together. All right. Go ahead. Okay. Banana. D-pack? <laughs> uh, Darby, this is, this is... You say D-pack. Uh, is that not what I said? We can't hear you. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> look at that! My microphone was muted. Smart. I'm. Oh, whoopsie! All right. So I will reiterate. First, we yes, uh, yes, okay. please. Banana will say banana. Okay, D pack. You say D's. I will say Nuts. penny. Then banana shoes will say shoes. Mm-hmm. And then mm-hmm. D pack. You say pack. And then I'll say tail. And then. We clap. Okay. All right, let's do this. Let's do this. I'm feeling good about it. Banana. Deepak. Oh, mm, okay. You ruined yeah, it. You ruined yeah, it. Yeah, <laughs> You're supposed to say D's. D's. I don't, I don't know how clear yeah. it could be about his expectations. I know, you. right? Okay, let's do, let's do it again. All right? Third okay, time's okay, a charm. Time. All right, let's, let's do yes. this. Wiggle it out. Banana. D's. Penny. Shoes. Pack. Tail. And now clap. (laughs) Hello, friends. This is Phil Montgomery, and you're listening to Tales to Inspire. Boom! The heroes of Operation American Defense were all present at the fourth inauguration of President Roosevelt. Except for one omission. Where was a forgettable and forlorn member of the group? What disreputable deeds has he been involved with since the team has disbanded? Read on to find out. As we open up this issue, of Tales to Inspire, we see, um, well, Darby, why don't you tell us, what do we see drawn in this panel? I think, all right, so what Cassandra sees is she is walking by this 
river. Blue waters, blue skies. Yeah. Walking along and then sees this bright flash of white in the distance. Before feeling this wave of heat and force just rush up to where she is. And as you feel this intense yet familiar rush of pressure and heat, you wake up. And then we turn the page. Now, in this panel, we have a little yellow box that says January 1945, the fourth inauguration of Franklin Delano Roosevelt. And we see the White House uh, covered in snow and ice, and we see a small group of people that have been bundled up in their coats, huddled tightly together, and we see the president himself uh, being helped to the podium and standing up, grasping it with both hands and pulling himself towards the microphone, and he starts to speak and deliver his speech. And then in the next panel, we see the same composition drawn, the same position that FDR is drawn in, but we see like the crosshairs of uh, a rifle drawn on his head. In the next panel, we uh, are across the way on a, a building some, some distance away from the White House, and we see this sniper rifle that has been laid down across the roof, pointed in that direction, and who do we see holding that sniper rifle? You see a disheveled figure um, with a very loose and uh, distorted t-shirt, um, kind of gazing through the lenses, breathing in and out, uh, his hair covering up one of his eyes uh, as he carefully and methodically just kind of uh, gets into the rhythm, uh, getting ready to pull the trigger. Okay. And omission, as you are getting ready to pull the trigger, uh, I think we have a little word bubble come in from the side of the panel. If you shoot now, there's going to be a bird in the way. Omission will um, blink. All right, how about now? I just recommend packing it up and going home for today. And, Omission, you were alone on this roof. Yeah. And and so I think, uh, how do do you react to this voice? A familiar voice. Yeah, if it was anyone else, uh, he would quickly uh, uh, proceed with the escape plan. Uh, but hearing her and knowing it's the only person who can ever come up to him and say his name, uh, remembering him as he is, uh, he'll uh, sigh and uh, just kind of put the cap back on to the end of the scope, protecting his lens, and will get up, dusting off his knees as he looks over to uh, his friend. And, uh, Darby, could you please describe this friend to us? How are you drawn? Uh, Cassandra is a, um, dark-haired woman. She has it kind of tied back into, like, a low bun. Um, 
she's wearing kind of normal civvies clothes um nothing too flashy nothing too out of the ordinary just kind of like if you were like this is the average look of a person of this this build that's kind of what she's wearing uh except for the fact that she has an eye patch over her left eye okay and uh eagle-eyed uh, readers would be able to recognize this character as a person who started awake just a few panels before and there's a little yellow box uh, next to this character that says um, the hush aka Cassandra Cooper powers slash abilities uh, Darby would you like to tell us what does the text say for your powers and abilities sure uh, it says that she has uh some pretty significant melee combat training uh but also can nullify the abilities of others uh within a certain radius of herself okay omission wouldn't know about this new new look that she's got yeah yeah omission so you see your friend uh the only person in the world that is aware of your existence when you are not in her direct line of sight uh but she has an eye patch since the last time you saw her and also she's here on this rooftop with you while you're trying to assassinate the future president of the United States yeah i'm like um why why are, why are you here why now um what's wrong well let's just say you shooting the president is going to cause some issues down the line. I assume you have another alternative. What, what are we going to do? I need you to meet me somewhere. A few months from now. I know you're going to have free time because, uh... She's just like... Thanks for a moment. Yeah, pretty much you're... you're unemployed uh for the next while uh so i know you've got the time and if you if you really want to make the change to the world that i think you want to make we can do it together all right i'm in um wherever you need me i'll i'll go it's unfortunate about the job thing but i could never keep a job so that makes sense such is the life, I suppose. But, uh... This job... This this will be... It's a big one. Alright. Can you give me any details now, or... I, th- I think she'll at least drop the location <laughs> of where they're yeah, meeting. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, um... So I think you, like, hand him uh, a piece of paper. And omission, you clutch the piece of paper, and... Uh, do y'all have any more words that you say to each other, or do we turn the page to that location? Nothing from omission. The- yeah, it's just pretty yeah, much yeah. him packing up his stuff and okay. figure out how to walk there. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so omission, as you grab that piece of paper, we turn the page, uh, and we see omission holding open the paper, uh, and there's an address written across it. And Darby, where have you told Omission to meet you? I think it's a uh, a motel in a small town near 
the Manhattan Project. Okay. Uh, so uh, you unfurl this paper, you see a motel, and up in the corner we see uh, Los Alamos, New Mexico, April 1945. And it's just this run-down uh, motel. Omission, what do you do? It's just a hotel. <laughs> oh, it's worse. Leave. It's a motel. <laughs> I will rub his eyes and his dust-covered hair and head over to the room that I hope is specified on the piece of paper. Uh, we'll give it a knock uh, before attempting to uh, pick it. Okay. Is is Cassandra in the room? Yeah, Cassandra will just uh, you just hear a voice from inside going, "It's unlocked." All right, I'll open it and come in. That's uh, I'm never going to get used to that. Opening doors? Someone on the other side realizing who I am and expecting me. Well, I can never forget someone like you. <laughs> okay. <laughs> what's the what's the job? I think I think on the walls you see like strings and like pieces of paper like 100%. nailed to the wall, just like yes. uh, cork board with like stuff like pinned to it, like scribbled pieces of paper, just like all kinds of stuff. How long have you been in this motel room? Um, I haven't been here right now for a while, but I sort of, this is, it's a kind of, I, I made a deal with the, the guy who runs this place to just leave this room untouched if I just give him money every month. Um, so I've been here for like two days, but this stuff has been here for a little while. All right, fair. Um... So what is it that we're doing? Making history. Or really unmaking history. It's complicated. And also really simple. Alright, let's go with the simple version and make our way. There's a secret project that the government is working on that will result in the deaths of hundreds of thousands of innocent civilians. And I need help stopping that project. Alright, do you... What's the nature of this project? What is it? Uh, I don't quite understand. It's some... Um, level of science beyond my comprehension, but... The results of this weapon are devastating. Alright, uh... I mean, if we're gonna do this, um, I assume we're gonna we're gonna be thorough. We'll probably have to destroy all the research that they have and kill whoever is leading the project. Yes. All right, I'm in, and that's why I called you. It'll go over to the 
put lots of notes in red yarn uh, and start looking everything over. I think, like, in between all these, like, notes, uh, like, besides, like, oh, like, this is, like, a guard, like, this guard, like, this is the shift change, blah, 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 um, it'll be like, oh, omission, look up here, like, this one in particular, it'll be, like, little handwritten, oh, that's all handwritten, but, like, particularly, it's, like, circled, like, omission, look here, and just, like, little stuff like that. And, like, uh, maybe the next couple of pages are these little vignettes where, um, uh, as they're planning for this, it almost looks like the two are just having, like, these very enthusiastic, exciting dates around town uh, when they're really talking about, like, killing and uh, infiltrating (laughs) (laughs) this project. But, like, for him, it's, like, the first time that he can communicate with, with someone. Like, you know, she's the only person that... Uh, he can have a relationship with everyone else is is yeah, it's just gone as he's always forgotten so yeah pretending they're like a newlywed couple like <laughs> traveling around town like yeah and like oh look at these things like oh look at this restaurant it's so quaint whatever <laughs> Yeah, we're like going to a tool shop. Like, oh man, we're gonna need uh, pliers for our new house here, honey. Uh, oh yeah, we're we're, <laughs> we're building a homestead. Uh huh. We need this shovel, a couple of body bags, <laughs> the typical newlywed things. Um, mm-hmm. And I, I think like uh, uh, for omission, uh, he would definitely like. Probably more so than any other time, be very um, probably overly thorough just to pad on this this time period as, as much as possible. Um, every time when it's like, okay, I think we're ready to go, but it's like, oh, hold on. I mean, there's this one scientist that we don't know uh, their husband's aunt's name yet, and that might be mm-hmm. relevant to the security of this mission. So let's figure that out first, and then. I think we'll be ready to go. So just kind of like, like I guess several pages of him, like when we're almost about ready to go, just adding like one more thing that needs to be done. And I think as as those panels go on, you see uh, the hush get just like a little more anxious, a little more uh, twitchy almost. Like she'll turn to a corner and like, fiddle with her eye patch for a second and then put it back down before turning around. Okay, if you... It's... I promise you it is very unnecessary, but if this makes you more comfortable going forward with the mission, then... Yeah, I, I prefer to be thorough uh, as thorough as possible. I've, I've been around uh, sloppy individuals and I don't... It's it's nice to be around someone who appreciates a well articulated and uh, produced plan. Uh, Cassandra, do you believe omission when he tells you this? I don't know. I don't. I think maybe the first couple times, but maybe like three after the third time, she will get a little suspicious. Is there? Yeah. Is there like a, an equivalent of a like a like a insight check? Yeah, like an insight roll. Um, 
there isn't. There is a sneak around that omission could roll, um, or we could just narratively say like, "Hey, every time we've tried to like go do this mission, you have stopped us to look up some minute detail." So like, yeah, yeah. what's and I, going I think on? Like, um, uh, like it's it's probably plainly written on his face. I mean, he he doesn't really have to lie much because people will just forget him so he just kind of inserts himself yeah he inserts himself into the narrative and so being a part of a greater narrative he it's hard for him to hide some of his emotions so i think whenever um there is a time when uh it looks like the project is ready like immediately you know what could what should be like in a i guess an excited and enthusiastic time um is more so for him like his face uh just kind of grows apathetic just plain and without any uh semblance of life in it Mm. so cassandra i think you noticed this it's been so it's been like has it been like a couple days or is this over the course of like I, I, I think it's I think it's safe to say it's been a couple of days. Yeah, I, I would even like I don't know if we could like venture into like a month, you know? Yeah. Oh but yeah, she would like start that. she would start getting real antsy at a month. Yeah. yeah. Uh, <laughs> uh okay, so omission has been stalling for almost a month's time. Uh and I think we turn the page and we see your small, you know twin-sized bed with a line of pillows down the middle, omission on one side, hush on the other, and you were both sleeping contentedly, and then all of a sudden, hush, you start awake. Uh, another nightmare having woken you up. I think in this in this nightmare, it was... It didn't stop at the heat and the force, but it kept going and flashed mm. to months in the future where the time passing has left a toll on the body just Mm -hmm. hard to breathe the coughing the headaches the hair falling out Mm -hmm. she you know sits up sweating still still seeing still feeling like those last lingering uh, emotions and feelings that that vision gave her, just feeling those and just bolting to the bathroom to uh, vomit. <laughs> okay, so you rush to the restroom, close the door behind you, uh, and you vomit. Omission. At what point of this did you wake up? Yeah, I, I think he's always waking up, uh, but uh, this time uh, he'll get up. Uh, and knock on the door of the bathroom. What? You, are you okay? I think she'll get up. Um, maybe her eye patch a little askew and like rip open the door and just be like, no, I am not alright, Omission. It has been a month since we arrived here. I had damn near everything nailed down perfectly. And we have been stalling here for weeks. What is going on? I told you that this mission would would change history and you're sitting here, you're content to sit here and find out 
Joe Schmo's second cousin's sister-in-law? Like... Uh, I'm, I'm sorry. Um, I've been selfish. Uh, the only the only time I'm happy uh, is when you're around, uh, and you know, I've been over in Europe and I've been in the trenches and I've sacrificed a lot to try to make this world, I guess, a little bit better. So I thought, hey, maybe the world can wait a little bit as I enjoy uh, a little bit of something for myself. I think she'll uh, soften a little bit from what was very, like, pained anger. <laughs> um, give Omission a hug. I'm sorry. No, you're, you're right. I, I was just being selfish, and uh, I think there's a lot of casualties in war. This is an inevitability. It's not selfish to want things that everybody should have. Someone who cares about them, someone who loves them, someone who remembers them when they're gone. It's... Omission, if we do this, we... It will change everything. It will change everything. And we can... We can have more moments like like these, but not in this horrible little motel. To be honest, it's it, the the bugs are wearing on me. Um, <laughs> I mean, it's, it's it's still one of the better places I've been the last couple of years. But we're not gonna stop being friends, and I'm not gonna stop remembering you just because we do this mission. Besides, you're still fun employed, so <laughs> that's fair. All right, then. I think we're ready. Uh, we'll rest up and then head out once we have everything organized. But, but after this, I... I don't know, maybe let's... go to Niagara Falls or... someplace nice and... you know, uh, I've liked the story we've told the last couple of weeks. Maybe... You know, maybe it doesn't have to be a story. You want to fix up a homestead? Yeah, with with you. I I mean, I'm I mean, not very good at the the whole building thing, you know. I you know I push papers mostly. Uh, yeah, I'm, after I'm a not, while. I mean, I'm not like, either. I, I guess what I'm what I'm saying is we don't if we wanted, we don't have to pretend that we're a, we're a young couple in love. We could I don't know, try to see how it fits. Usually, Cassandra's pretty animated, right? Uh, she moves her hands a lot when she talks, um, while she thinks. She's usually fidgeting, and you just see, like, fully frozen and just cogs turning in her brain over what she just said. That's something to look forward to, something to think about. But, uh, you know, we can make that decision when we, we fought the good fight. Yep. Yeah, mm-hmm. Yeah. Alright, uh... Did you want 
me to hold your hair? Are you good? Um, I'm. It's. Uh. You know. I'm. It's all good. Uh. To, I. It's. It's tricky with the with the eye patch. I'll be. I'll be fine. I'll be fine. Just. Um. Uh, omission. Have you asked about the the eye patch yet? Uh. No. Um. I. I think he's he's not a person to pry. Um. I think he is just someone who just kind of let things go over him until like the time is ready um so as in as curious as he is about the eye patch um he's happy in this moment and if there is is a time when she wants to share that burden then he'll be more than happy to share it with her but for now he's he just wants to be here for her okay And I think that night, like, when uh, she eventually returns to the bed, like, he'll shift the pillows over and just, uh, I guess, tentatively place, like, an arm on her shoulder and, and see if that's okay and fall asleep. Oh, uh, I think she lays there for a while just staring at the ceiling, just going, huh, human contact is nice. <laughs> yeah i think like that's the end of the the page is like Mm -hmm. you know that that tentative like hand on shoulder and like both of them like you know his eyes are closed her eyes are open uh but they're both thinking like human contact this is this is nice this is real nice we we see like a thought bubble like coming out of both of your heads yeah one bubble above you exactly same thing (laughs) I love it. Hello, friends, and welcome. Season 1, Episode 17 of Tales to Inspire, I'm your host, David White. And happy spring to everybody. I hope that you are having a wonderful time, enjoying, hopefully, the sunny weather wherever you are. I know it's been super sunny for us this week, but it's been pretty windy and allergies are going haywire. So if you are someone who suffers from allergies like me, I hope that you are taking some medicine, getting out and enjoying the beautiful sunshine, getting some vitamin D, and taking care of yourself because you're important and we love you. Let's have a round of applause for our guest for this episode, Darby. Darby is so great. Uh, I am uh, so thankful to have been introduced to her. Uh, And um, uh, she's just great. uh, I have so many nice things I could say about Darby. Uh, And... uh, the Hush is a great addition to our story, and I cannot wait for you to see what The Hush and Omission get into in this episode and in the next episode. Uh, Darby, thank you for being on the show. Uh, super great person, and who knows? Maybe we'll have Darby back on the show in some other way. 
As you know, we are a Patreon-supported show, and uh, all of our funds come from Patreon. It pays for our actors, our performers, uh, our uh, hosting fees, our sound effects and ambiance. It helps us produce this show to a quality that we are proud of. Unfortunately, we have fallen below our $400 a month goal. We are way below our $400 a month goal. Right now, we are at $250 a month, which is not a sustainable amount to pay our performers $5 for every hour they spend recording. So, I would like us to get back to that $400 a month goal. So, if you enjoy our show and you would like to support our cast and support our network, please click the link in the show notes, go to Patreon, and give any amount that you can, even if it's just $1, even if it's just $2, even if you want to go a little higher and go to $5, any amount will help us get back to the $400 a month goal that we have. Uh, And that is it for our Patreon show notes today. Uh, I'm going out of town this weekend, so I'm making it really quick so that I can pack up and get on the road. But thank you so much for listening. Enjoy the rest of this episode. So we turn the page from that scene uh, and we see kind of like a, a military base in a alpine mountainous region. Um, we see some uh, white barracks that are kind of clumped together, uh, some smokestacks. Uh, there's this pond with these uh, rectangular buildings arranged around it uh, and we just see this barbed wire fence trailing all the way around this uh, this base. And the top left it says, Site Y, Los Alamos, New Mexico. And in the next panel, I think we see Omission and Hush trying to get into Site Y. How are y'all trying to get into Site Y? So it's very much, uh, if this is okay, uh, Darby, I was thinking uh, uh, whoever you look closest to, um, we have you disguised as them, uh, bringing a uh, package uh, into the building. Uh, And it's like this very tight steel package where uh, Omission probably is just inside cramped um, since he's just used to being like in these horrible places. Um, sweating and all that stuff. Uh, and so, like, you as a, a, the scientist uh, will go inside with this uh, new new materials for um, the science department. <laughs> like, you're crammed into, like, an oil drum, and she's, like, yeah. pushing you on a dolly? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Basically, oh <my> yeah. <laughs> okay, and, like, okay. There's probably, like, oil in it and everything, and he has, like, a tube to help him breathe uh, off to the side, <laughs> but it's, like, someone checks it they look in and it's just like oil as he's like dipped into it yeah she's like oh uh i think when when they were doing the planning she was like okay so there we're gonna we're basically gonna get make this inner lid that's going to sit on top of you so you're gonna have a lot less space than you normally would but it has to be because when they do the checks for 
the oil drums, they only go about, like, four inches down to make sure it's actually, like, liquid. So it's going to be about a six-inch dip in. So you're going to be quite cramped. I'm going to punch a couple tiny holes in the oil drum so you'll be able to breathe. Uh, and there might, but there might be some dripping down. I just, uh, just as a heads up. <laughs> Yeah, it's probably like we have several plastic tubes going to the outside that he switches between to breathe. <laughs> like okay, double fisting, but for air. So we we see Hush uh, with this dolly and this big, you know, blue uh, metal oil drum on the dolly. She's pushing it in. I think you have a lab coat on, and like we can see like an ID tag, but it's like not your name. Um, and you're you're walking in, and I think we have a cutaway diagram of like inside the drum as you're walking, and we see omission, and we see these multiple tubes like yeah. coming out different areas. You just <laughs> taking different huffs of air. I wonder if she has her eye patch off, because I'm not imagining that a whole lot of people are just like. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that was like probably the biggest hurdle. Um, okay, okay. I think before before they go in, she uh, removes the eye patch and just sort of tucks it tucks it somewhere. Um, and it's just like, okay, we're gonna have to do this part really fast to get you in. Like when they were talking about the plan, it's like, okay, you gotta. We've got about five minutes to, like, wheel you in before the shift changes and before the other stuff happens, so, you know. Before I run out of oxygen. Uh, <laughs> You'll have oxygen for about ten minutes, but that that's okay, not the okay. part that I'm particularly yeah. worried about. You'll, you'll be fine. All right. Then, yeah, we can make it quick. <laughs> okay. Uh, as you take this uh, eye patch off Hush, what, what does your affected eye look like? I think it... I don't know if you've ever seen like blue labradorite. It just uh it looks normal, just kind of dead on, but when she cuz she kind of flicks her eyes a lot. She's like processing a lot of information all the time. You get this mm-hmm. like sheer vision though of like blue just shooting across. Hmm. Like as if um like her irises are normally brown, um but for a moment as she's like looking around, you'll just see flashes of like blue across it. Hmm interesting okay so darby i would like for you to roll a sneak around so take 2d6 and add your maneuver to it um and omission uh you're in the barrel but would there be any way for you to assist uh hush in this role uh oh man my my usual stuff uh i would say yes but i'm kind of cut off from my power right now yeah um so uh i think what i'll do is um uh pull one of the tubes out uh just so that there's a little bit of leaking oil to just kind of give a sense of urgency to the Mm. people who are outside like we need to get this oil barrel like where it needs to go as soon as possible uh so none of it spills out and it can be repaired or, or patched real quick dope dope so mitchell go ahead and mark one stress oh mitchell also all of your stress from earlier is removed uh because it's been it's been a significant amount of time so your stress is gone but Uh, you do conditions right you do still have your conditions afraid angry and insecure (laughs) um that 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 tracks 
Yeah. Um, but go ahead and mark one stress, and Darby, you get to add plus one to your roll. So, uh, Darby, go ahead and roll. Seven. A seven. Okay, so uh, you're going to do it, but one of these things happen, and you get to choose. So you must leave something behind or be discovered. They raise the alarm, and they know that you're there somewhere. Uh, or there's something here that you didn't plan for. So, Darby, what complication happens as you're trying to wheel this barrel full of oil and omission into Project Manhattan? Oh, man. I... I've got it, because I got two, and I'm okay with... Okay. I I like the, there is something here you didn't plan for. That's always a classic. But I'm wondering mm-hmm. if if she has to leave something behind, if she mm-hmm. has to leave behind her eye patch. Oh, the eye patch. Ooh. Like, forced to, forced to, like, it accidentally drops behind her or something, and it's like... She, she doesn't have time to turn around and get it. There's other yeah, people yeah. coming. It's... And so she's she's left without her, uh... Her aid. I don't know. What, yeah. Or, or whatever spicy curveball you want to throw. Like... No, I... I like uh, you losing the eye patch. You want to roll with that? Yeah, sure. Okay, okay. Yeah. So you are pushing this barrel up. Uh, you get to, like, the check gate in the barbed wire fence... Uh, a guard stops you, and as you said, he kind of pops open that lid, sticks a finger down into the oil, swishes it around, and then takes it back out. He puts the lid back on. Uh, he says, uh, as you were. And as you start walking, you hear a soft plop in the dirt behind you, and like you look over your shoulder and you see your eye patch just laying in the dirt. But then you see some more scientists, some more guards are walking up behind you. They start to step on your eye patch. You don't have time to go get it. You have to go on with that eye exposed. And everything that you can see with that eye exposed. Um, But you push omission in the barrel into sight Y. And you keep walking to the the tech building. Uh, And it's... Stuff here looks kind of hastily put together. Uh, Like, it it was not here a couple of years ago, but it has been built to be here now. Um, And so you walk up to this building. Uh, It's kind of wood with these big windows. uh, And I guess you, like, push Omission in through a back door. Uh, And I assume you need to get Omission out of this oil drum. So, like, you duck into, like, a utility closet or coat closet or something. Very hurriedly is, like, pushing Omission into this closet because, like... This it's been what five to six minutes with the mm-hmm. eye exposed. She's like starting to like she's like keeps closing her eye, like blinking really hard with her left eye mm. to try and get some sense of reprieve, but is like starting to like, yeah. So I think you like duck into this utility closet and like I don't know you like bang bang on the top of the drum to let Omission know he can come out and like Omission as you come out I think Cassandra's like over in the corner just kind of holding her eye like strained and in pain like she has some sort of headache or eye ache or something. Yeah, he'll um uh he probably like in a uh, little baggy 
in the in the barrel would have like a change of clothes and like a wet cloth and everything so he can just like clean himself change into a different pair of clothes and then dump it into the barrel um so after like a few minutes he'll he'll come out uh looking fresh and shiny like a new penny ish mm-hmm. uh with his hair kind of back in a ponytail looking like a uh a doctor or like a uh, yeah pretty much a doctor mm-hmm. um and like uh is everything all right uh any difficulties everything is 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 going according to plan <sighs> Um, was it the oil? Is that causing a headache? Sure, it's the oil. If something's the matter, you can tell me, you know. It'll be fine, I just need, I just need a minute. Uh, just like, hand over eye, just like, both eyes closed, but like, hand over eye, just like, in the corner for like a minute. (laughs) Let's find you a bathroom then, and uh, I guess you can freshen up before we head in. Uh, so, how how do y'all proceed? What do y'all do now? Making our way downtown, walking fast, just <laughs> going down that hallway towards this section of the laboratory. Okay. Uh, so, uh, you enter into this tech lab. There are... Uh, tables that are strewn with mechanical devices and blueprints. Um, you see all these other doctors in lab coats. Well, I guess I shouldn't say other doctors. You see all these actual doctors walking around in lab coats with their name tags on, similar to yours. Uh, and you're walking through looking for this gadget. Uh, and as you are exploring this area, you come to kind of the back of this building. And there is this huge uh, tank about 10 feet in diameter uh, 15 feet long it's laid over on its side and it looks like a giant grenade minus the pin it is this huge clunky thing and there are some uh, doctors and or not doctors there are some scientists making modifications and uh, messing with this and uh, Darby and Anno Mission you would both realize that this is the test bomb uh, but hush as you look at it your eye flares and I think we have a panel uh, no longer in this building but we see like the iconic mushroom cloud plume with the red tinted skies and the mountains in the background this famous image to us as readers this famous image of the trinity test that happened in new mexico in 1945 and you have that vision of what this device is going to be used for do you have any physical reaction to having this vision i think you see hush like double over um, and kind of clasp a hand. I try not to move my hand in front of my own mouth as I'm talking. <laughs> um, but clasp a hand over her mouth as she's like one hand on the mouth, one hand on the eye, uh, as she's like kind of bent over, uh, and then like probably like leans up against a wall for a second. Yeah. Um, omission will, uh, kind of wrap his arms around her and, uh, uh, fan her. 
Are we still able to do this? We have to. Alright. Alright, just lean on me and let's, uh... Let's do this. She'll, um... Lean her right side on Omission. Using her left eye to kind of cover her left... Her left hand to cover her left eye, not her left eye to cover her left hand. <laughs> Blah. And they'll kind of just... Yeah, start heading over to this contraption. Start looking for things to... Dis- like, papers that might describe how this thing works. A self-destruct button would be very convenient. Maybe even occasionally, like, lifting her hand to just look at things to see if she could pull from her from her vision. Okay. Uh, it sounds like y'all are wanting to make an examine move. Uh, so, do you both want to make a separate examine move, or do one of you want to make the move and the other help with the, you mean, the uh, investigate? Oh no, the move uh, is called examine, but it would use the investigate. Oh, okay, got it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, it would be stat? examine, but you use the investigate stat. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, I'm down to roll, uh, just because uh, I've got a plus two to investigate. Not to be Do like, it. I'll uh, I'll add a stress to help. Okay, so you get a you get a plus one to your roll. Calabunga. Yeah. Okay. So close. Nine. A nine. Okay. So on a nine, uh, you get to ask me a number of questions equal to your investigate. Uh, I will give you a straight answer or solid lead, but I also get to choose one of these options. Your investigation exposes you to danger. The answers profoundly affect you. Uh, or whoever or whatever you are asking the questions can ask you one question as well. Uh, so why don't you go ahead? You can ask me two questions because that is your investigate score. And I'm going to think of what diabolical thing I would like to happen. What way can she set off this bomb that also won't kill, like, will also give them time to... Is there a way to set off this bomb that will give Hush and Omission enough time to run? Yeah, that is a good question. Um... Yeah, I definitely think you could, somewhere in this lab, there is a device that you could attach to, uh, like a timer that you could attach to this and then start it. Because uh, the timer would be attached in the future, but it's not attached yet. Um, So you would just have to find that and attach it to this. And then set the timer for however much time you think you need to escape. I, this is a hmm. I guess this kind of ties in with her with her ability, her visions of that she sees. Uh, if this bomb goes off, is this enough to stop the future that she has been seeing, or does hmm, she need to do more? Question. So yeah, I'm trying to think if. Uh, little boy and fat man would also be here. I assume they would be. Um, They're right next to each other for ease. <laughs> yeah. Um, <laughs> I imagine yeah, I think she so. like butters little boy and fat man as she's like looking at them, which 
maybe weren't written anywhere on their notes or anything. Just like yeah, just something yeah. she's like muttering. Yes, I think would it be able to stop the future you have seen? I think the answer is yes. But as you are kind of peering with that eye into the future, you see uh, the the explosion from the gadget triggering the explosion in Little Boy and in Fat Man. These three atomic bombs in this site, it would completely destroy this area. But then your view kind of pulls out to the city that you were just in, Los Alamos. It would also be destroyed. And you see other sites that would be affected around in New Mexico if you detonate this. Uh, so yes, it would avert the disaster you have seen, but it would create a whole new disaster that you had not planned on. Ooh, uh, yep. And Darby, I think I'm going to activate that 7 through 9. And uh, your investigation exposes you to danger, and I think that danger is you mark a condition. Uh, what condition do you think you mark based on this vision that you have had? I think hopeless would probably mm. be the best one. It's like she's done all this planning. She was so sure that like, you know, she knew that this plan would stop it in its tracks. Like, cause she would, I think what she ended up doing is that she would see this section, see that it's directly connected to, you know, what we see later in 1945 of Hiroshima and Nagasaki, right? Mm-hmm. But never saw the surrounding effects of what this would do. Mm. Like, just didn't, it never crossed her mind that there would be, like, there's, she's like, there's this test bomb, right? But didn't cross her mind that Fat Man and Little Boy would be there mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. trigger off of this and like oh no they <laughs> they built them already if this goes off then then that's then this branching reality that i thought we wouldn't be touching at all will come to pass and i think she mm. feels a little hopeless uh, okay so go ahead and uh, put that check mark right next to hopeless okay so you you have this vision and you get this information and Omission, I think you are also shuffling through papers, looking at blueprints and things, and you find, yeah. uh, you find, uh, like a list of like names, like of like scientists that have contributed to this project. You of course see Oppenheimer's signature on a whole lot of things, but then on some devices you see a signature that is very familiar to you. You see a signature that says Doctor Leslie Liebholt. And uh, omission, that is Dr. Fusion, your teammate's civilian name. Oh my gosh. And you see his name pop up on some of these items and mechanics and systems that are being used in these three atomic bombs. Like clutches the paper and like, uh, you know, like balls it up. Oh, I don't, I don't, I don't know what this means, but someone I worked with—they're apparently they're a part of this. She'll she'll like grab a paper in the middle of just 
snapping out of just going, no, 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 no. This can't, like, this can't not work. Just, like, grab a paper and, like, look at it. Is this a name that she's seen on her, like, when they're doing her investigating? Ooh, have you, have you seen Leslie Leapholt's name? Um, yeah, I think so. With all the investigation stuff that you've done, I think you do recognize his name. But, like, he was, he's just a physicist. Of, of course a physicist would be attached to this project but if what omission is saying is true a superhero slash physicist was attached to this project we need a different plan we need it we need to we can't we can't we can't we can't detonate this bomb why not we're it, we're here we've made it, the sacrifice it's it's going it's going to it's It'll just be here instead of there. It's just going to happen here instead. And I can't... We can't let it happen here. We can't let it happen anywhere. If there's anything I, I've known in, in war is that w- if a small person, if, if a small group of people are going to make things right, then someone has to suffer. And we just hope that that suffering is significantly less than the suffering that we're diverting it from. No, I... I can't believe that cannot be true. I cannot believe that to be true. That cannot be true. There is a different way. There's a future. You just can't see it. We can make this happen. It doesn't have to be this way. We're only two people. We're not going to get another chance to be in here. It's not guaranteed. He said you were going to go all the way and we were going to complete this mission. We're here. It's right in front of us. We can... We can do right, like you said. We need to do it a different way. If we do it this way, then it's... All those people are gone. And it... You don't understand. The pain that that causes is... Nothing like this world has ever seen before. This cannot ever happen. If we are not able to complete this mission because we've backed out today, are you okay with the results? And as Omission and Hush continue to argue down in the lab, we turn the page to see an office room with a wooden table littered with documents and manila folders. There are cigarette smoke hovering heavily in the air. There are men in suits and ties that are sitting around the table, their faces obscured by the smoke. Then we see a little text bubble that reads, Yes, sir. Thank you, Mr. President, sir. A man hangs up the phone. That was Truman. We have the go-ahead to test. We will proceed with our previously scheduled test next month. Has the targeting committee selected our targets? We have, Colonel. We have selected two cities. One presents a topography in a densely populated area that will allow us to more accurately ascertain the destructive nature of the bomb. And there are no prisoners of war camps in that area, according to our most recent intel. Correct. The other would present us with the ability to cripple the Japanese war machine. Excellent. Well then, gentlemen... I'll go downstairs and have the final modifications made to the gadget, and then we can move forward with this project. Good luck to us all, 
and God bless America. Then down in the bottom corner of this panel, we see the words, to be continued. End of episode. Thanks for listening to this week's episode of Tales to Inspire. Next episode will be released on April 3rd. If you have social media, you can find us on Facebook and Twitter. Like and follow us at Misconceptions Pod for up-to-date information about the show, behind-the-scenes pictures, and just to show us your general positive feelings about the show. We also have a Discord. You can click the link below to join our Discord so that you can chat with other friends of the show and chat with other cast members directly. We also have an email. If you would like to contact us that way, you can email us at misconceptionspod at gmail.com. This show is fully supported by the generous monthly donations of our patrons on Patreon. If you would like to join that elite group of supporters and gain access to exclusive content, please consider joining our Patreon. The Tells to Inspire theme song was composed by Esteban Del Pino. You can find out more about his music on fiverr.com slash iam underscore w-a-k-e. The special guest featured in this episode was Darby. You can find her on at Chaotic Darby on Twitter. Omission was played by Mitchell Wallace, who can be found at Mitch Bustillos on Twitter. And I'm David White, your editor-in-chief. You can find me at Mr. Banana Socks on Twitter. The role-playing game system used in this production was a modified version of the Worlds in Peril role-playing game by Sam Joko Publishing, featuring elements from the Avatar Legends role-playing game and Masks a New Generation role-playing game, both by Magpie Games. Tales to Inspire is a product of the Misconceptions Podcast Network. Find out more about our other shows and buy cool merch at misconceptionspod.com. And that's it for this week's episode of Tales to Inspire. Thank you so much for listening, and keep it nerdy, y'all. Bye.